Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I am excited that you're joining me today for a bonus Q&A episode with Jorge Aisa Dreyfus, who was on our previous episode talking about how he has revamped talent development to improve human performance and employee experience, as well as Glassdoor scores and ENPS at Sage, a global software company based out of the UK. And I'm excited to have Jorge back on to ask him a few more questions about his career and what he's following in talent development. Jorge, let's start with you and your career. You've worked a few different places. You've done a lot of different things. When you think back across your career so far, what has been one of your biggest accomplishments or proudest moments? Andy, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, before I answer the question, let me tell you, I think it's the first time I'm a bonus and, and I'm taking that as a compliment. So, uh, you know, glad glad to be part of the uh, of the bonus section here. Hey, now, the first um, conversation we- was great. If it wasn't, you know, I would have said, <laughs> hey, see you later. But I think we, I was like, we need to have you back on. So take it away. All right. I'm, I'm thinking about this question in two, in two different ways in terms of moments of, of, of pride. One is, is more maybe at the individual level. You know, I, I, I would like to think that I've made a difference on, on a number of folks across my career. Now, part of it is because a big portion of my career has been in the L&D space and learning and development. And when you're that, uh, you know, it gives you the opportunity to help people, you know, take a moment to reflect, uh, give them time to develop new skills, making sure that, you know, they gain a different perspective along, you know, along the way, but also at the individual level, because, you know, I've been a line manager now for quite some time. I'm, I'm, I'm always delighted when I look back and I say, look, I, I don't know what percentage, and I'm sure in many cases it'll be a small percentage, but I've contributed to that person getting to that fantastic job. Um, sometimes in the same company I was at, sometimes they took the different company and then they went somewhere else and did beautifully. So I, I think that, you know, looking back and knowing that you've made a difference into a number of individuals along the way, you know, is something to be proud of. Now, organizationally, uh, and we talked, uh, you know, about about this on um, on the main podcast, is you know what what we have done here over the last four years, I think, is remarkable. And and if we get it right in the next two years, I think uh, you know we will not recognize the organization that we have built in the sense of the impact that it will have and the growth that you will you know that you will see. But moving from an on-premise to a cloud to a digital network. Moving from an organization that you know was risk averse, where leadership you know had huge issues in regards to levels of engagement among the workforce, to one where there is a renewed and, and in a sense linked back to our origins, you know, renewed energy commitment, ability to you know kind of like put together new products, a phenomenal drive. That's that's a lot to to be happy about. So I think that when I look into the last four years, I'm, I'm you know there's a lot of reasons to be you know to be happy. And we've done that through a pandemic. You know, I think that that's yeah. also you know you we tend to we tend to forget you know how quickly do we forget you know the two very hard years that we went through and you know what we had to do to you know kind of like move everybody to work remotely and make sure that people were engaged and right. were recruiting people by the hundreds remotely. So anyway, two examples come to mind. 
Yeah, absolutely incredible what you've done. And if you're listening to this and you haven't yet listened to my conversation with Jorge about the work that they've been doing at Sage since 2019, make sure you go back and listen to that last episode. Really great accomplishments. On the flip side, Jorge, what's been one of the biggest mistakes or failures in your career and Mm -hmm. what did you learn from it? Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, I once took the wrong job or if not, if not the wrong job, it was with the wrong boss. Or maybe the biggest error was neither neither the job or the boss, but it was really not to better negotiate upfront. Mm. And I'm really not talking about the financials. You know, it, it, you know it, this is you know the first job that when when I became an HR executive committee member. So it was it was really a you know a big deal. I was flattered, and I really wanted to take that you know that step to to be reporting to the chief people officer of you know in this case a FTSE ten company. So huge. And I went into a role that had been held by three people, you know, over the last three years. So the prior three years, three people, some of them really qualified, had failed. So I knew there were issues with 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 the contact, with the leader. But I told myself, I can, I, I absolutely can. I'm the person, you know. I I I will charm my way out of this. I will work harder. I will work smarter. You know. So. I totally underestimated the size of the challenge, and I didn't, at the moment I took the job, negotiate well enough to say, "Look, there's something that is not quite right here." You know, I mean, I'm, I'm flattered, but I'm going to be the fourth person leading this particular area in four years. It must be more than just not getting the right person to do the job. Why don't we really understand what's going on, so that we can really be, you know, successful? Yeah. So the lesson learned for me, you know, going forward is multiple. It's like, you know, first of all, you always need to check your ego. You know, be careful when you feel too flattered about a particular job. Be careful when you look at a job that three or four people have failed at over, you know, success number of years. And make sure that, yeah, sure, you might, you, know, you bring other things, but there might be more needed to truly be successful in that, you know, in that position. I also, you know, now really, uh, you know, I'm very, very mindful that you need full alignment with your chief people officer and your CEO if you're going to be working in the area that I tend to, you know, that mm. tend to, you know, to work. But yeah, it was, a, it was, look, it, it was also one of the most um, learning experience that I have. So I, you know, I don't put it in the box of all negative. No, no, no. I right. learned a heck of a lot. It was very growing. It was very humbling, you know, too. And I, you know, and there were some successes along the way too, but it was certainly, you know, two of the toughest years of, of, uh, of experience. So yeah. just uh, be careful what you wish for. And when you get there, make sure that you do your due diligence and that you understand the whole context before you dive into. Yeah. I think many of us can relate to that. Sometimes we get so excited and like you said, flattered that you're invited mm-hmm. to join something or be part of something that we forget to ask some questions and make sure it actually is what we think it's going to be. And, and sometimes even that doesn't matter. You know, I've heard plenty of stories from people that, you know, took a job and then it was not anything that it was, you know, they were told it was going to be, right? It was not what they thought it was going to be. Uh, and that stuff happens. Uh, so great lesson learned there. Mm-hmm. Jorge, when you think about talent development, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges in talent development today? So I'm going to be cheeky because I don't think there's one. I'm going to talk about three things maybe, okay. you know, in terms of some of the challenges. One is, and and, and I think they're going to be obvious to your audience, the world around us is getting more and more complex. Greater pace, the you know, there's so many macro trends that are shaping you know the 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 world we live in. That if you are in the business of developing talent, you know the the you know the complexity has just you know increased exponentially, frankly, and it's not going to get any you know any simpler. Another one of the challenges is that not only are we getting people ready for today, which still is you know part of the job, is also getting them ready for tomorrow. 
So mm. back to my first point, you know, tomorrow is getting even more complex around, you know, around that. So those are two factors. And, you know, the third one is we, we work with the most beautiful yet most challenging resource. We work with humans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are logical and illogical, predictable and unpredictable, wonderful and tyrannical at times. So, you know, we are in the business of developing people. And people are both wonderful and extremely complex at, you know, at times, yes. you know, 20 years on, I'm still uh, at times finding that interventions on listening skills, you know, are required. You know, you would think that by now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people coming out of, you know, apprenticeships, university and so forth will come with all of that. They'll be like, oh, no, no, this generation comes with phenomenal listening skills. Well, guess what? We still need to work at that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, there's a, there is some elements that we'll always have to, you know, to work on. When right. it comes to that, but I think that's also what makes our job so unique. You know, we we work with you know with people, we work with human, we help them hopefully you know get into their next job. We help them yeah. better understand who they really are and what do they need to work on. So uh, I think that if you're in talent development, you you've got job security. You know, mm-hmm. because we we have not yet cracked you know the code. I agree. I mean, people are still always, still and always will be the most valuable part of an organization. Some parts will be predictable, many things unpredictable. Human behavior is always fascinating, something that I love following and looking at. And there's always going to be a role for someone who can create a great employee experience, help a company translate a strategy into workers and help them develop and grow in their careers as well, which is what you're doing there. Related to this, is there a trend in talent development that you're following and you're excited about right now? Well, artificial intelligence, you know, is is coming big and we're going to see more and more improvements. Part of my remit is to look after talent acquisition. So I think that's one of the areas where we're going to see AI, you know, help with the management of, you know, of the funnel around, around that. I think that as, you know, talent development professionals, we're also getting better at being chess players. And what I mean by that is a, a chess player, particularly at the master level and so forth, which I'm not, let's be clear about that, you know, they have the ability to play 15 to 20 moves ahead. So I think we're getting better, hopefully, at understanding what steps, what experiences, you know, people would benefit from so that we can manage that in a more fluid, you know, in a more fluid, you know, way. I think we're getting better also in terms of, uh, you know, one of the other trends is what is worth doing face-to-face versus virtual, you know, versus other methods that, that we have. The, the toys or, sorry, the channels that we have in talent development, you know, continue expanding and getting better at knowing what is best for what? It's a little bit like the office. You know, the office is not what it used to be. The office used to be the place where you had to go, mm-hmm. you know, nine to five at least, you know, and, and there were no other options. Now we are redefining what's the office for. The office is the place where you collaborate, is where you come mm-hmm. together, is where you create energy. You know, it's not just the place where you come and tick the box, you know, around, mm-hmm. around that. So I think that when it comes to talent development, we are, you know, we've got a bigger piano and we are beginning to better understand, you know, which keys are best suited for what, you know, depending on what you are after. And, you know, I'll leave you with a couple of things. There, there are not new trends, but there are two questions that have been of help to me. The, the so what and now what questions, you know, when it comes to interventions, what, you know, the applicability of, of learning. You know, there's less, a lot written about the amount of money that is spent on, you know, leadership development and the, you know, limited impact that, you know, that it has. So I think we're becoming better and I see a trend on being able to better, you know, assess the return on investment, or in other words, focusing on the applicability 
of, you know, of the learning. And that links a lot with the work that has been done on habits, which I'm sure you're familiar with. You know, mm-hmm. They're becoming more and more important around, you know, around that. It also links with things such as coaching and mentoring becoming much more mainstream. I think there is a resurgence of the role of middle management and, and the line manager. I think it has been the unloved, you know, for a long time, we were investing significantly and sometimes exclusively on top leadership. I think the role of the line manager, you know, is coming back with with strength and having superb, you know, people leaders, you know, can make a huge difference in in organizations. So just a few things to to reflect on. Just a few things going on. I like (laughs) it. Jorge, is there a book or a TED Talk that has made a big difference for you or that you often recommend or that you're excited about lately? Uh, Two answers, you know, again, I mean, I, I... I was thinking about people that have made an influence on me and, mm-hmm. and um, is, because I do think that it's worth from time to time pausing and, and, and saying thanks of, of people. So I've been lucky enough to work with some great chief people officers that have influenced my, my career or some L&D professionals that, that have learned you know, a heck of a lot from. But in terms of Tech Talk, I think this goes maybe slightly before Tech Talk. But if you haven't heard a Randy Pouch last lecture, just Google it up. You know, I'm going back to 2007. And he was a professor at Carnegie of computing science at Carnegie Mellon. And Carnegie Mellon has this tradition of something called the last lecture where, you know, this is before retirement. It doesn't have to be when you're going to retire, but mm. you, it's, a, it's a reflection, you know, what's, what's important. Mm. Unfortunately for Randy, and this is a, a topic that I know will resonate painfully with you, you know, he was, you know, having terminal cancer. So in his mm-hmm. case, it really was, wow. you know, the last lecture. Yeah. And I don't want to take too much away. From it, if you have not seen it, but you know, you can either go on on Google for the full lecture, which is about an hour or so, because it was recorded and is available on YouTube from Carnegie Mellon. Or if if you're short on time, there's a 10 minute, you know, and he did a 10 minute on Oprah, uh, so again, very easy to find, mm. where he talks about you know how to make your dreams come true. But it resonates significantly in terms of some of the leadership components. I mean, he does talk about you know gratitude. He does talk about being courageous when giving feedback. You know, he talks about you no know, resilience, you know, a lot of things that you know maybe back in 2007 were not kind of like as mainstream. So mm-hmm. that would be one of the uh, you know one of my favorite ones. If I stay a little bit closer to craft and so forth, I'm a big a fan of the fifth uh, discipline field book. I know it's a classic when it comes to you know learning organizations. I might be dating myself a little bit with you know with this, but the field discipline field book it's it's mm-hmm. a must have I think for for anyone in the talent development you know space. So there you go, just a few things yeah. to reflect on. Ah, so much good insights there. Last question for you, Jorge. When you think about other people in talent development who are looking for ways to improve and grow in their careers, what's one more piece of advice you would give? I would say know yourself. You know, self-awareness, I think, is critical if you are in the business of talent development. And, and with that knowledge, invest in your own growth and developing the mastery of your, you know, or your, of your craft. You know, one of the things as, as professionals in the talent development field that, that we do is we, we help people with that self-reflection from time to time. And that needs to come from a deep knowledge of, of yourself so that you don't carry your own biases. You know, there's nothing like being able to, to reflect, know yourself, know what you're good at, know when to pause, know what drives you. What, whose need are you satisfying when you're doing this or were you doing that? Mm. Is it the right thing? Are you driven by? Are you fully aware of that? So I, I don't want to get too serious you know, about, yeah. about this because I also believe in the power of sense of humor along the way. So if you're going to know yourself, do that with a, with a pinch of sense of humor along the yeah. way. But I do think that as, you know, as development professionals, we should aspire to uh, 
quite a high degree of self-awareness. And I, I have always found that quite helpful. Yeah, I agree completely. When I talk with people about owning their careers and setting a vision, figuring out where they want to go, I believe it always starts with self-awareness, self-reflection, self-awareness, really getting to know yourself so that you can figure out where you want to go from there. And then you can start setting goals, making a plan, asking for help, all of those things. But it really starts with knowing yourself. And I love that you said invest in yourself as well. I mean, I've gotten to where I am by investing tons of time and money in my own personal development. And why I love running the talent development think tank community that we run to help people in talent development. Uh, it's a great place for people to invest in themselves and build their careers as well as build their networks and everything else. And I'm just thinking we got to get you to come as a guest speaker in our, our community to talk with some people in there. But Jorge, this has been fantastic. Really enjoyed the conversation. Once again, love having you on and I look forward to keeping in touch and talking more in the future. Likewise, Andy, always a pleasure to, uh, to chat with you and I've learned uh, a few things along the way too. So thank you. Woohoo. All right. Take care. All right. That will do it for the bonus Q&A with Jorge Aisa Dreyfus from Sage. What a great conversation. I always really enjoy talking with Jorge. He shares so many great insights. So humble and curious and wise. And it's just a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as well. As I mentioned, after our last conversation, our podcast is sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank membership community. And I'm working on getting Jorge scheduled to come as a guest speaker in that community later this year. We have calls every Wednesday, often with guest speakers, sometimes open forum on different topics like performance management, career development, and everything else, leadership development you can think of in talent development. All the topics that you're curious about that you're trying to figure out, we cover them in our community. And it's really about you learning the skills and the information and the latest trends and best practices to help you do your job better in talent development, as well as helping you build your network to bring you future opportunities and, you know, possibly other people that you can leverage as friends and future bosses and colleagues, whatever it may be. So many great connections being made on a regular basis inside the talent development think tank community. It's really an invaluable resource when Jorge talks about the importance of investing in yourself to advance in your career. This is a big one. I am fully committed to the value that we create in this community and what it can do for you and your career. So if you don't have something like that, please come join us. All the information is on our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. You can reach out if you have questions. You can come join us for a call to check it out. You can come join for a month or two to check it out. Or if you're ready to commit, you can sign up for the year and save a little bit of money that way. So reach out if you have any questions. All the information is on our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. It's a decision that you will not regret. All right. Thank you again for listening. And I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>